your host, pilot friend, certified flight instructor, and AGI. We are uh, moving on to episode four. If you don't mind, uh, I would appreciate uh, if you would send me a quick uh, message. Uh, it seems like that we have about uh, 35, 40 listeners. Uh, anything that you like, you don't like, uh, anything we can uh, do to improve our podcast, uh, I would greatly appreciate it. You can... Uh, uh, leave a comment on the podcast or email me. In today's episode, we're going to cover airplane stability. Uh, there are two types of static and dynamic stability. We're going to cover ground effect and the good and the bad stuff about ground effect. Uh, also covering wingtip vortices and we'll wrap up this episode with load factors and gusts. Okay, let's move on to the first topic, airplane stability. This is a very complex topic, so I will try my best to give you some definitions and then hopefully we'll be able to um, showcase you with an example what this really means. So let's start with the static uh, stability. Um, the definition is stability is the inherent quality of an airplane to correct for conditions that they may disturb it from equilibrium. Um, controllability is the airplane's capabilities to respond to a pilot's control inputs. The last definition is the maneuverability, uh, which is the ability of the aircraft to change direction about the three axes and withstand the forces imposed by these maneuverables. So what are the key relationship? Too much stability is detrimental to maneuverability. Too little stability can be detrimental to controllability. The static ability is the initial tendency of the aircraft's reaction to the disturbance from equilibrium. Wow, so that was all the FAA definition. My head is spinning because I'm like, what the hell does this mean? So uh, let's go ahead and use an example and hopefully I can uh, uh, demonstrate what this uh, stability means. So. So in this example, let's assume that we are flying straight and level uh, around 100 knots and all of a sudden we get a gust factor and the nose of the aircraft uh, pitches up. In a positive static stability, the airplane then will pitch down uh, and try to return to that uh, level flight 100 knots an hour. So it will always find that positive, it will try to come back to that static positive stability so all of a sudden it pitched up and it pitches down a little bit and then comes back up to the straight and level 100 uh, knots. Uh, in the same example, the uh, static neutral stability means that as I'm flying straight and level 100 knots and I get that gust factor and let's say our airplane pitches off about five degrees in that neutral uh, static stability, I'm gonna maintain that five degree pitch up and now the uh, airplane is going to uh, keep increasing the altitude. Um, in our last example, so same, same scenario, flying straight and level at 5,000 feet, uh, 100 knots, and uh, the static negative stability means that when we get that gust factor, all of a sudden the, the nose will pitch up about five degrees, but then it will increase 
the pitch attitude so it will go from five degrees seven degrees ten degrees and if we don't make corrections to the uh, airplane then eventually it could stall the airplane um, most of the training airplanes are designed to have a positive static stability which means that once it gets distracted from that equilibrium it will come back uh, to that original state Hopefully this example uh, was able to demonstrate what this static stability means. Uh, remember um, for the static stability we have the positive, neutral and negative stability. Uh, let's move on to the dynamic stability because we have quite a few topics we need to cover today. So the dynamic stability is the result which occurs over time when reacting to the disturbance from the equilibrium. Um, again, in the dynamic stability, we have the positive, neutral, and negative stability. So let's use that same example that we are flying at 5,000 feet, uh, straight and level, 100 knots. And now the gust factor uh, distracts the airplane and pitches up 5 degrees. In a positive dynamic stability, the airplane will pitch up a little bit, then it's going to gain airspeed, and then it's going to pitch up again and lose some airspeed and then pitch down. and this that positive dynamic stability this oscillation will get smaller and smaller and smaller and over time it will fly that level pitch attitude at 100 knots using the same example 5000 feet 100 knots level flight uh, after this gust factor a neutral dynamic stability airplane will continue with that oscillation of let's say if that gust factor we went about two three hundred feet up and then coming down two three hundred feet down and two three hundred feet up and down uh, when we state that the airplane is dyna uh, neutral uh, dynamics uh, stability that means that it will maintain that two three hundred feet um, uh, up and down pitch up pitch down uh, um, attitude and it will never come back to that level flight at 100 knots an hour um, the third example with the negative dynamic stability uh, same example 5,000 feet 100 knots and after the gust factor then the airplane will go up to 300 feet and then pitch down to 300 feet and then this oscillation will increase so instead of starting at two three hundred feet up and down then it will go 500 feet up and down and 700 feet up and down so um, this oscillation will continue to increase um, as mentioned during the st uh, static stability example that uh, the most trainer airplanes are designed to be uh, positive static and positive uh, dynamic uh, stability staying to through our commitment to try to keep this uh, little podcast about 10 minutes let's move on to the next topic which is our ground effect uh, the ground effect definition a condition of improved performance encountered when the aircraft is operated near the ground the ground changes the airflow around the wing by restricting the vertical component uh, this reduces the upwash and downwash and the wingtip vortices and which so what does it mean it means that it results in a reduction of induced drag let's talk about the good stuff and the bad stuff for ground effects so let's start with the good stuff it allows the pilot to reduce the wear and tear on the aircraft and increases acceleration where operating from a soft field uh, when you will practice soft field landing uh, you will hear from your instructor that 
um, lift off at the absolute minimum airspeed, controllable airspeed, and then remain in ground effect to accelerate to VX. So that's why we use the ground effect uh, for our benefit. Uh, when we are in a grass strip, we try to lift off and get into ground effect ASAP and then increase to our VX speed, which for a Cessna is around 60, 65 knots uh, before we climb out. So what is the bad stuff about ground effect? Um, it may allow the aircraft to take off before it's ready to fly. So as a student pilot, the airplane uh, lifts off from the ground and you think, oh my gosh, I got plenty of airspeed and then you continue to climb out and as soon as you get out of ground effect, uh, you realize that the airplane is not ready to fly. It stalls and settles back uh, on the ground. So we have to be very careful on our takeoff, whether it's normal, short field or soft field, to make sure that we have the appropriate airspeed. For a Cessna 172, it's usually uh, rotate at 55 knots and then climb out at 60, 65. That's our VX speed and then VY would be around 70, 75 knots. And that's it about ground effect. Let's move on to wingtip vortices. All flying aircraft create a wake of their wingtip, the rotors, air slipping from the high pressure below the wing to the lower pressure above creates a swirling trail behind the aircraft. If you look at the aircraft behind it, it's a counterclockwise and it's outward from the airplane wings. The wingtip vortices are the primary source for wake turbulence and contribute to induced drag. So when is the wake turbulence the strongest? Heavy, clean, and slow. Those are the three words you have to remember. When the airplane is heavy and it's clean, and it's low. And when does that happen? Right on takeoff, right? Another type of wake turbulence is jet blast. The exhaust from the jet can easily flip a light aircraft. So I would recommend stay back at least 500 to 1000 feet. So how do we avoid wake turbulence? Avoid five miles behind a large aircraft. Avoid 1000 feet uh, below the big aircraft. Uh, what about our uh, takeoff and landings? So if you are approaching a larger aircraft on landing, make sure that you notice their touchdown point, which usually if they fly on the uh, glide pad, this will be uh, right around the 1000 feet marker, a little bit be, uh, below behind that. Make sure you touch down well behind the large aircraft's touchdown point. On departure, recognize the rotation point of the aircraft and as uh, your small trainer aircraft you want to rotate well before uh, the large aircraft's rotation point and stay above uh, its uh, flight path. You want to make sure that you're not flying behind the flight path because those wake turbulences could flip your small airplane. Uh, a good rule of thumb um, and recommendation is to wait two, three minutes. So if you have a big airplane uh, ahead of you, ask the tower or land uh, two, three minutes uh, after its landing or uh, after takeoff of the big large aircraft, just wait a couple minutes before you take the runway. Okay, let's move on to our last topic before we wrap up uh, today's episode, uh, load factors and gust. 
The load factor is the ratio of the total load supported by the wings to the actual weight of the aircraft and its contents, also referred to as the G's or gravities. In a straight and level unaccelerated flight, the load factor is 1G. So that means the wing is uh, carrying or lifting uh, the same weight that the aircraft fuel passengers lo and luggage um, are in the fuselage. A maneuver such as pulling up into a climb or turning the airplane will increase the uh, load factor and this is really really important when you practicing your turns especially when you get into steep turns so you understand what happens to the load factor um, and also what happens to the vertical component of lift. So uh, the load factor in a coordinated level flight uh, may be determined by the bank angle. I'll give you a couple examples. So we said that straight and level unaccelerated flight G factor is one. In a 40 degree bank, the G factor increases to 1.31. In a 60 degree bank, the G factor increases to 2.0. So if I am in a 60 degree bank, those wings have to uh, support two times, two Gs, two X of the weight of the aircraft and all of its components, fuel, passengers, luggage. Um, my recommendation is to read on and uh, 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 make sure you understand the load factors, understand the impact on the vertical component of lift, especially when you're practicing the turns, right? So when you turn that vertical component of lift shifts to the horizontal component of lift and G factor increases and you need to make sure you have the proper uh, control inputs to maintain level flight. Quick tip from your instructor before we wrap up uh, today's episode. Pilot's best friend airspeed and altitude and why this is so important so when you are close uh, in the airport environment you do not have altitude right so usually flying pattern altitude which is about a thousand uh, feet above the ground and you are slowing the aircraft down so you don't have altitude and you don't have airspeed pilots best friends airspeed and altitude so when you are in the pattern make sure that you constantly monitoring your airspeed know what your airspeeds are and constantly monitor it and be on the proper airspeeds. So for a Cessna 172, I'll give you some uh, airspeeds. On the downwind, uh, beam a point, uh, I'll shoot for an 85 knots and uh, start my uh, descent. Once I turn base, shooting for 75 knots. As I turn final, 65 knots. A short final, you may slow down to 60 knots and then crossing the runway threshold, power to idle and prepare for landing. Again, the airspeeds uh, for 172 in the pattern, downwind 85 knots, base 75 knots, final 65 knots, short final 60 knots. And this is it for today. This is a long uh, episode, about 15 minutes. Fellow pilot friends, thank you for being with me today. I hope you are enjoying my podcast as much as I do and sharing my knowledge with you. Uh, remember to check out my website at www.lifepilottraining.com. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to contact me. Have an awesome day. Fly safe. Yeah, you just got to be.